Second Chronicles chapter 14, verses 8 through 12. Asa had an army of 300,000 men of Judah armed with body covers and spears and 280,000 of Benjamin armed with body covers and bows. All these were men of war. Read with me from verse 9. And Zerah, read it together, and Zerah the Ethiopian with an army of a million and 300 war carriages came out against them to Marisha. And Asa went out against him and they put their forces in position in the valley north of Marisha. And Asa made prayer to the Lord his God and said, Lord, you only are able to give help against the strong to him who has no strength. Come to our help, O Lord our God, for our hope is in you. And in your name we have come out against this great army, O Lord. You are our God. Let not man's power be greater than yours. So the Lord sent fear on the Ethiopians before Asa and Judah and the Ethiopians went in flight. Come on, that name, that name, that name. Lord, as we turn our hearts to your word today, we thank you. We thank you that the battle is not ours. It belongs to the Lord. Someone here right now needs to hear that. The battle is not ours. The battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. Father, we thank you that your word is life today. Your word is health. Your word is strength. Your word brings us into that place, God, of fullness. God, let your word just be so imparted, implanted into our hearts that we must go everywhere and proclaim this message life, hope, health, joy, peace. Thank you for everything you've done, Lord, everything you did at HXP, every life that was changed. God, every, every young man and woman marked by your presence. Do it again today, oh God. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. In the Bible, when you read of the great military breakthroughs, the battleground breakthroughs, which led to incredible victories for God's people, you will almost always find these words somewhere in the narrative. Whenever you read of great military breakthroughs, you will read somewhere these words, take your positions, or they positioned themselves. They held their position. They positioned themselves around the city, we often read. And in this particular instance, from Second Chronicles chapter 14 that we read together, 
both the armies of Judah and the Ethiopians, or the Cushites, as some translations state, they put their forces in position in a valley near a place called Marashah. One million Ethiopians with 300 war carriages coming against 580,000 men of war from the land of Judah. So King Asa is outnumbered almost two to one. And although he is greatly outnumbered, he held an advantaged position which he gained. And he gained that position even though both armies were positioned for battle or took up their battle stations in a particular valley. King Asa had an advantaged position because he postured himself in prayer. Come on, the power of prayer. In the face of this vast horde of enemy soldiers, Asa cried out for God's help. Recognizing, he recognized his powerlessness against such a mighty army. And this demonstrates something very important for us, and that is breakthrough often comes when we first acknowledge the futility of our unaided human effort. This is a great takeaway right here from this amazing story that breakthrough often comes when we will just acknowledge the futility of our human effort unaided and then we put our trust in God to save us. We put our trust in God to deliver. We acknowledge the fact that in ourselves, <laughs> in ourselves, come on, breakthrough, I really believe comes when, it often comes when we take that initiative to acknowledge the futility of all of our human effort unaided and then put our trust in God to save. We learn from Asa's example that God's power works best through those who recognize their limitations. God's power is demonstrated and is seen when we acknowledge our limitations. This is the position that we must take to encounter breakthrough. It's those of us who think we can do it all on our own. Abandoning our position on our dependence on God. We are the ones who are most often held back from the breakthrough and blessing that we're pursuing. When we think we can do it all on our own, that we abandon because of discouragement or because of Whatever, we depend, we abandon our position of dependence upon God and we're held back from the breakthrough that we are believing for, the blessing that we're 
pursuing and trusting God for. Today I want to conclude a series we began some weeks ago, positioned for breakthrough, positioning ourselves for breakthrough. And it's so powerful that we can share this time together and conclude this series, particularly on Mission Sunday, because when you go through Scripture, you learn that to extend the kingdom or the boundaries of God's kingdom in the earth, it always required one thing. Now, listen to this carefully. When you go through Scripture and you read of God's covenant people extending the boundaries of His kingdom in the earth, it required His covenant people to take their positions in faith And it required his covenant people to hold their positions in warfare. Two things were required to extend the kingdom of God, the boundaries of God's kingdom in the earth, and that was faith and warfare. God never really just handed over any nation. He required his people to go in position themselves and take that land. Today on Mission Sunday, it's so important to understand that your position matters. And that my position matters. That our position matters. To break through the forces of darkness that we just sang about. To break through the forces of darkness that have kept peoples entrapped and ensnared. We, the church, we must continue to stay positioned in our purpose. To break through the forces that are keeping people held in darkness and in bondage. And to see those chains of deliverance, to see those chains broken and people delivered. Church, it requires that we, the people of God, whom God has called and chosen, that we continue to stay positioned in our purpose, that we continue to stay positioned and committed in our mission faith, commitment giving, that we continue to press through, that we continue to serve, we continue to sign up and to be ready to go into the work of missions, to continue to be involved in serving, to continue to be involved in in connection. Come on and being used of God. This is so important and so powerful for us to do more than we've ever done for God through our mission endeavors and missions being the DNA of our local house here, our local church. We have to understand that all of us must hold our position in these difficult, challenging times. We must continue to hold our course And hold our position. Though the forces seem to have outnumbered us, greater is he who's in us than he that's in the world. Amen? And we're not backing off. Positioned for breakthrough. In Jesus' name. Perhaps no other scripture or no one in scripture teaches us greater lessons on positioning ourselves for breakthrough than Ruth in the Old Testament. And today we're going to conclude by moving straight into the third and the final truth or point 
that we're learning from Ruth's example of positioning for breakthrough. Ruth chapter 2, verse 8, down through verse 12. I want to read these scriptures. Ruth chapter 2, verse 8. Boaz said to Ruth, Listen, my daughter, don't go in any other field to gather grain and don't even leave this one. Stay here with my young women. Watch where my men are reaping and follow the young women in that field. I have ordered my young men not to touch you. When you're thirsty, go to the jars and drink some of the water that the young men have drawn. Ruth immediately bowed down to the ground and said to him, Why are you so helpful? Why are you paying attention to me? I'm only a foreigner. Boaz answered her, People, people have told me about everything you have done for your mother-in-law after your husband died. They told me how you left your father and mother and the country where you were born. They also told me how you came to people that you didn't know before. May the Lord reward you for what you have done. May you receive a rich reward from the Lord God of Israel under whose protection you have come for shelter. Verse 11, the first part of that verse is where I want to focus. They have told me, Boaz said, they have told me about everything you have done for your mother-in-law. They have told me how you left your father and your mother. They have told me how you have come to a people that you haven't known or did not know before. And may the Lord reward you. To position yourself for breakthrough. Finally, number three, possess a godly character. Possess a godly character. I truly believe beyond everything else, a great key to having a mission impact in the world is to have a godly character. That each of us as individuals who are to take this message of life and hope to a dark world are people in possession of a godly character. This is what the world is waiting to see. In response to all the kindness that Boaz is showing her, Ruth falls down on her face. And she asks him, why are you being so nice to me when I am a foreigner? Why are you being so nice to me when I am a foreigner? Notice what Boaz does not say. 
we know what he said, but let's start with what Boaz does not say in answering her question. Why are you being so nice to me? Boaz does not say because you're young and you're attractive, you're cute, and you're available. Come on, let's notice what Boaz does not say. You guys with me? Why are you being so helpful? Why are you being so kind? Why are you being so sweet? We could throw that word in there. Why are you being so nice? Boaz did not say because you are, mm, you're fine. Oh, my goodness. Boaz, the kinsman redeemer, it's such a beautiful type of Christ. Here's a lonely, broken, hurting, beautiful woman. And Boaz was such a gentleman. Boaz, he's the owner of the field. He could have taken his opportunity right there. But he's a man with character. He's a man with integrity. He's such a beautiful, beautiful type of Jesus Christ, our kinsman redeemer, who became a man, took upon himself a robe of flesh, became a man like us, and was in all points tested and tempted like us, yet without sin. He is our kinsman redeemer. He doesn't say because you're young and you're attractive and you're available. He says, it's because of what I've heard about you. Why are you being so kind and helpful to me? It's because of what I've heard about all that you have done for your mother-in-law, Naomi, ever since your husband has died, I've heard. People have told me how that you left your family and how that you left your land of birth and how that you have come to a foreign country. People have told me of what you have done. In other words, Boaz said, I heard about your character. I heard about your loyalty. I heard about your unselfishness. I heard about your gentleness. I heard about how caring you are. I heard about you. I'm seeing you, yes but I have heard what goes before you. Is what you have done. Listen, this, brothers and sisters, is what the world wants to hear and to see in us. Jesus said in John chapter 13, verse 35, this is how everyone 
will recognize that you are my disciples when they see the love that you have for each other. We sang of that earlier. When they see the love that you have for each other. This is living our life on mission. This is what it's all about. When I was told of what you have done, why are you being so helpful? I was told of what you have done. Your character precedes your beauty. And I, I, I've heard what you've done. She lived her life on mission. You see, your character can position you for a blessing and a breakthrough. Our character can position us for breakthrough and blessing, and our character can also position us. Be warned. Our position, our character is a two-sided coin. It can, it can, it can also position you for roadblocks. You see, this means that your character in being a two-sided coin, it can not only position you for blessings, but it can position you for roadblocks in that your character can open doors and your character can also close doors. This is so important for us, brothers and sisters, as we seek once more to set our hearts toward a world that's in need of Jesus, a world that is desperately in need, desperately in need for the message of life. I want to take these moments with you and focus in not on the message. The message is perfect. I want to focus on the messenger. Positioning ourselves for breakthrough and taking this gospel as a, as a church, as a people, taking this gospel of Jesus Christ into the places that God directs us and places where we are, are, are needing to, to, to see churches planted and places that we need to move into the fullness of all that God has designed for us. It's imperative that we, the messengers, possess a godly character, that we don't simply go out and proclaim the message while the messenger has a questionable character. If you are angry, if you are bitter, if you have a nasty attitude, you're selfish, or you're the type of person that walks into the room and you suck the life right out of that room, nobody desires to be around you, that type of character can be blocking Having that kind of character can be blocking your breakthrough. It's, it's putting roadblocks on your pathway. It has been said that character is what we do when we think no one is looking. Character is what we do when we think no one is looking. When you make a decision to do or say something, Consider 
if you would do or say that same thing if someone, namely God, were watching. (laughs) Which, by the way, He is. When you make a decision to do or say something, consider if you would do it or say it if you knew someone were watching. You know, I truly believe when Ruth told Naomi, where you go, I will go. When Ruth told those words to Naomi, where you go, I will go. Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. Those are Ruth's words. They are They are her historically famous words. When she said those words, I'm sure it did not cross her mind that for centuries, millions would read about her and millions would learn about her character. I'm sure when she said those words, she never thought in her heart and in her mind that for centuries following, millions would learn from her character. Ruth far exceeded the expectations of a daughter-in-law. Ruth honored her bitter and hurting mother-in-law. And she put in long and physically demanding days in the field to provide food for herself and Naomi. Ruth displayed strong character as a wife to Boaz as well. Everything she did displayed Ruth as a woman of noble character, and God blessed her and the generations after her, giving us such a beautiful representation of godly character. So, had Ruth, let's just recap, had Ruth not decided to do something, remember, do something, How do we position ourselves for breakthrough? Just do something. Had Ruth not decided to do something and started gleaning in the field, she would have never come to the field that belonged to Boaz. Secondly, if Ruth had not possessed a good work ethic, she probably would have left early and missed Boaz who came later in the day. And if Ruth had not possessed a good character, she would not have been able to walk home with enough food that could feed both her and Naomi for several weeks. Do you know, chapter 2 of the book of Ruth, it ends with Ruth collecting an ephah. That's an old word, ephah. If you read it in your Bible, it says she collected an ephah of barley. Chapter 2 ends with Ruth collecting an ephah of barley. I looked up the measurement. How much does an ephah weigh? It's 48 kilos. It's several weeks and months of food. That's how chapter 2 ends. But here's something just before the end. Listen. Just before the end, she takes... This grain, this huge amount of grain, she takes it back to Naomi. And the Bible says that Ruth keeps what she's going to use 
And then she gives what's left over. She gives the rest to Naomi. Here's another character trait, generosity. Generosity. Possess a generous character. So the chapter, chapter 2, started with Ruth having to pick up leftovers, but it ends with Ruth sharing her own leftovers with Naomi. Ruth had positioned herself for the blessing and the breakthrough that God wanted to give them. And we learned valuable lessons. Listen, church, there's a waiting world desperately in need, and God has given us all that we need. Come on, let us arise and let us take that wonderful blessing that God has given to us. Let's take it to a waiting world. Let's be generous. Let's continue to move into all that God has designed and desires for us to be used for His honor and for His glory. And I believe that as we continue to do so, breakthrough is coming into every area of our lives, every area of our church, every area of your business, every area in your relationships, the things that you're believing God for. Continue to hold your course. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Continue to possess that godly character, demonstrating it to a lost world out there. And others will see and others will desire what you have. And the kingdom of God will continue to be extended through each and every one of us. His messengers walking in that place of purity and holiness in Jesus' name. Come on, give Him the glory and give Him the honor today. I'm part of something supernatural in the earth. You're part of something supernatural in the earth. Let me pray with us as we finish. Something perhaps... Some struggle, some temptation, something is calling out to you that would cause your character to come into question. You just need strength right now. Right now you're dealing with things and situations around you and you just need, you just need someone to agree with you in prayer that you're going to make continue to make decisions that will order the blessing of God and the breakthrough of God upon your life. I want to pray with you right now. Come on. You say, Pastor, there's things that are coming across my pathway and I'm not going to yield to them. I'm not going to give in to them. I'm going to continue to possess and hold my course in Jesus' name because I know that this gospel of the kingdom is to be preached unto all nations. I want to be part of that. I'm not going to be sidelined. I'm not going to be sidetracked. I'm not going to be distracted. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you have called your people to rise up in this hour, to be your people. And God, here we are, even as King Asa cried out to you, O God, looking to you for help, we call out to you right now on this great mission Sunday, my Father. And we ask you in the name of Jesus, O God, to give the strength that is needed right now, the focus that is needed, the power that is needed in the name of Jesus to continue moving forward in what you've called us and what you put your hand upon us to do. I thank you for breakthroughs coming in marriages. I thank you for breakthroughs coming in relationships. As we refuse to compromise, as we refuse to turn to the right or to the left, 
Our testimony will go before us, O oh God, that you are indeed faithful and that we have walked this walk for your honor and for your glory. Use us, we pray, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Receive the strength of the Lord. Receive the undergirding of God today. Let's have a breakthrough week, everybody. I mean a great breakthrough week. God give you the strength to walk the walk. God give you the strength to walk the walk this week and to continue living, positioning yourselves for his blessing. God bless you.